Hello, this is Collective Noun. For a high-quality program, press 1. You have pressed 2. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. What a momentous day it is today, Zach. There's some, uh, there's some days that will go down in history as momentous ones, and I think today's number one on the list. Tom, today is the 20th birthday of the one, the only, oh. Crazy Frog. And you might be wondering, why don't I fade down the music and play Crazy Frog now? Well, we're only allowed one play tonight, obviously, Zach. It's too powerful to put it on the radio too much. You put that on, Dom. Yes. Cars would be swerving off the road. They just <laughs> wouldn't know what to do. It's like a force of nature, that song. Do you remember where you were when you first heard Crazy Frog? Of course I do. Where were you? Back of the school bus. Yes, okay. Polyphonic ringtone. <laughs> Comes on two lines ahead of me. Uh, and I go, what is that crazy sound? <laughs> Um, explained. It's the crazy frog. It is crazy, though, isn't it? I mean, in every yeah. sense of the word. <laughs> to find ourselves here 20 years on. I mean, crazy frog has grown up. He's gone to university. He's got himself a real job. But we'll always remember the crazy days. Uh, later on the show tonight, mm. we want to give crazy frog the... The memorial he deserves. Um, you've seen this as your life, right? Mm. You know, when celebrities will be talked through their life and the impact they had on the world. We think Crazy Frog deserves a similar look back at his legacy. We're going to be doing that uh, before midnight tonight. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. I realised today that I have a love-hate relationship with Bunnings Warehouse. Like, love because I love the store. And yeah. it's so fun going there. It's, but- an, it's always an adventure when you go to Bunnings. It always makes the day a bit more exciting. And I have not been paid to say that. <laughs> the hate component yep. comes from the fact that, like, I'm so bad at shopping there. For me, it's like going to a health food store. It's one of those stores I am so out of my depth. Yep. I don't know what the products are. I don't know where to go. Well, I'll tell you what it feels like for me. It feels yep. like that I'm in a foreign country, right? <laughs> because I don't know where I'm going. Yes. I don't speak the language. <laughs> And I'm really only interested in trying the food. That's like <laughs> the main reason I'm there. Yeah, exactly. So you've gone tonight. I've, I've gone tonight. I had to get some light bulbs, right? Yeah. And I feel like I have to like disguise that I don't know what I'm doing. Because basically I'm a radio announcer. So I don't have mm. any practical skill for the world. Oh, and um, you know I'm in with you on this one. And But you want to fit in at Bunnings. You don't want the staff to know, you know that you know nothing about anything. I feel like if there was a zombie apocalypse yes. and you lined up survivors and they were going down with their skills, it would be like, what do you do? I'm a carpenter, so oh. I can build houses. Great. <laughs> what do you do? I'm a teacher. I could teach the kids. Great. And then when it got to me and they'd be like, what can you do? I feel like I'd be mm. like, well, I'm pretty good with fart sound effects. <laughs> Is that going to come in handy anywhere? <laughs> if there's a spaceship sending the last hope of humanity to a new planet, we're not getting on the ship, are we? So I'm trying to disguise the fact that I don't know what I'm doing at Bunnings. Yeah. So I try to go under the radar. So when I pull into the car park, I'll switch radio stations to Triple M. <laughs> you know, I try to be a tradie, try to make sure that they, you know, they know that I'm, uh, I know what I'm doing with tools. Just loving some ACDC. I refuse to talk to anyone. So I'm just like, I'm looking for light bulbs and I'm probably looking around for like... Close to 10 minutes. Oh, and, and I've been in that situation where you know what light bulb you need, but it's so amazing how many variations of the same light bulb there are. Well, firstly, you have to find the light bulb. <laughs> well, that's that's hard enough. That's They're true. In the back right-hand side, if everyone's looking. Yes. And then you're right, fully point out, there's about a thousand light bulbs. I'm just wandering around, walking up and down the aisles, right? You know, if you are looking at the security footage, <laughs> it would be like, you know those, um, in, in a video game, the computer-generated characters... <laughs> That, like, walk for a little bit and then stop and then walk a little bit more? The ones that have, like, they're, they're no purpose. Yes. They're, they're fillers. That's me and Bunnings, right? 
So I'm walking past other guys, and whenever you walk past a dude, you're like, you're like going like, you go, g'day, mate. Yeah, like, yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? Trying oh. to pretend that you're a bloke. And you, you lower your pitch, don't you? Yeah. It's a, g'day, how you going? So I've got my, um, like, my light pole in my pocket. Right. Because I'm like, I've got no idea which one. So I'll just hold it up in front of me and see which one matches. <laughs> but the thing is, like, even that can throw you off. It's so hard. Oh, 100%. Because yeah. they're in boxes. So <laughs> I don't know what they look like. Yeah. I'm looking through, and I would have been there for, like, just so long, dude. I was like, I've got to keep going. I've got to go eat dinner. Yes. So I finally... <laughs> you, you were lost. I finally found this dude. And, like, I whipped the mm. light bulb out and showed him yep. before I even said anything. He goes, no, we don't sell those. <laughs> really? Yeah. He knew within a second. Oh, they are. That's like a genius level for hardware. That is incredible. <laughs> right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Uh, Zach, we want to know on 131060, what happened when you met the parents? This is after a disaster I married on first sight. Sorry, married at first sight tonight, Dom. Yes. Uh, the couple, Andrew and Cheryl, they went to Cheryl's house mm. to meet the family. Mm. And uh, Cheryl's dad... Just pretty much out of nowhere, unleashed on poor Andrew. We've got a clip. You've got nothing. Yeah, because this is this is my daughter. You just don't exist, mate. You're just in like just <laughs> nothing, mate. Like Andrew hadn't done anything wrong, Dom. No. He just walks in, right? This yes. guy's attacked who he is, mm. where he lives, because the guy's from Perth and yep. she's on the Gold Coast, right? Yeah. So he's like, no, 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 no daughter of mine <laughs> is going to uh, date anyone from Perth. You have to be from Brisbane or the Gold Coast. Yep. The worst one. He attacks what he's wearing. He's wearing a t-shirt and shorts. Yeah. He says, you have to go back to the car and get changed. Oh, that's amazing. So the guy's on the street. More formal or less formal? More formal. More formal. So he's on the street getting changed. He had no problem with the, um, you know, getting changed on the street. The public indecent at sea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, It was more the fact, yeah, that he was in his house and he didn't dress up for him. Well, I'm a big fan of Married at First Sight. Now, Cheryl's dad uh, has had this this throughout the series. He has gone pretty nuts on any guy that she has brought into his life. And I think that's, uh, sometimes you do meet parents who are a little protective, a little bit obsessed in that sense. So I just want to know, 131060, when meeting the parents maybe has gone wrong. Um, you can imagine, Zach, this has been a, a, an issue in my life. <laughs> On, so are we accepting stories from both sides? Like maybe something the parents did wrong or yes. maybe you could say... Something you did wrong? Something you did wrong. Something, or even, it doesn't even have to be wrong. Maybe something went too well. Do you know what I mean? I think what happened to you? Well, so this was my first girlfriend, Zach, uh, and I, I met her mum. And you can imagine your first ever relationship, you're a little bit nervous, you're a bit edgy. You, you, it's uncharted territory. Hmm. Um, and I knew her mum was a cop. That's all I knew at this stage. Uh, so anyway, I, I went over to pick her up one day and she said, hang on, I'm just going to pop upstairs to, to get something and then we'll head off. As she goes up the steps, her mum quite forcefully almost pushes me against the wall and says, I want you to know, and this is not a joke. I do have a gun and I do have a taser. Anyway, we went out into the movies and had a good night and broke up two days later because I cannot live with that sort of pressure, Zach. How did you react? Uh, how do you think I reacted, Zach? I pretty much went to the toilet <laughs> up there against the wall. How terrifying did is that? Did you talk to your girlfriend about it? I didn't bring it up at all. I, I'm not, what, your mum threatened to... to like, taser me. To taser me. <laughs> and you know what? The, the, the tone of her voice, I would not have put it past her. <laughs> had I hurt this girl, I reckon I was going to get tasered. You, you know, if she had like a 10 o'clock curfew or something like that, <laughs> yes. you would have been racing home so quickly. Oh, because the, the worst thing you normally have to, to face maybe from a partner's parents is judgment or maybe a bad talking to. She had weapons. <laughs> It's weird they've got weapons and are willing to use them. 
13, 10, 60. What happened when you met the parents? Uh, Kate's on the Gold Coast. Uh, Kate, this was your boyfriend meeting your mum. What happened? Well, they met and all was fun and well. Um, he then went to the bathroom and she said to me, if you guys ever break up, we're getting rid of you and we're keeping him. <laughs> uh, well, see, that's kind of nice because you, you want your parents to like them, but there is something a bit weird yes. when your parents like the partner too much. Yeah. How did that go for you, Kate? Did, you, did that encourage you or did that put you off? Um, I was a little bit weirded out at first. <laughs> um, I was like, Mum, what the hell? And she really didn't have anything to respond to that. <laughs> Are you still with him, Kate? Yeah, I am. Uh, well, okay, your, your mum will be happy about that, I'm sure. Uh, we got Brooke in Warhope. Brooke, what happened when you met the parents? Um, well, I walked up the driveway. Um, I stood at the front door with my with my partner, mm-hmm. um, and they opened the door. They looked at me, and then I got threatened and yelled at and screamed at, and I never came back. <laughs> what? What did they say, Brooke? What sort of things? It's a bit inappropriate to say. Okay, well, well, thank you for censoring it then. Um, what was their reason for not liking you? Did they did they have well, logic? They, they never gave me a reason. It was more just like I never went back. I didn't want to speak to them again. Like, it was just, yeah. Jeez. And did you guys stay together and you never went no. back or did you break it off? I broke it off, like, the, the next day. Fair enough, too. Well, I see, think a I reason like, of nah. your family yelled at me. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, probably a good reason. most times it takes 10, 15 years to fight with the in-laws. <laughs> Brooke did it on the first yeah, date. so quick. <laughs> right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Dom, what a night it is as we reflect on 20 years since the crazy frog. Mm. Now, you'll remember the crazy frog as the frog who rode a <laughs> motorbike yes. and sung this song. Wait for it. Here he comes. Uh, my whole childhood's coming back here, Zach. It, it, it coloured a generation, didn't it, this song? It was the soundtrack of a lifetime. And I think it was probably one of the first songs on mobile phones, was it? From it, memory? It was my first ever ringtone. Was it? If mum called me to tell me that she was getting me up, uh, picking me up from school late today, this is what I'd hear. We feel like in the media today, though, there has been not enough talk about 20 years of the crazy frog. Do you know what, Zach? I uh, gathered friends around and we sat down in front of the 6 o'clock news. Mm. I was waiting for an emotional tribute. Maybe mm. they had the guy who, who invented the crazy frog. Do you know what? Nothing. They didn't touch on it. See, this is what annoys me, because if you turn on like a music channel, you yes. know, your Music Max or something like that, oh, yeah. you might see a Madonna documentary, you might see an Elvis documentary. Mm. Where's the documentary for Crazy Frog? Oh, it's it's been overlooked and snubbed for far too long, and if we have anything to say about it, it's like that's stopping now. So we thought, 20 years in the making, mm. we would make our own tribute to the Crazy Frog. When we think of the music that has most touched society, there's the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, Beethoven. But the biggest of them all has to be the Crazy Frog. Crazy frog. Some music legends reflect, like Kanye West. It's an example of what happens when you put amazing thinkers in a room together. Ed Sheeran. He, he, saw, he saw a gap in the market, he took it. And Katy Perry. Basically, not a human. He is an extraterrestrial. Everyone remembers where they were when they first heard... The Crazy Frog. Adele reflects on this emotional time. It's going to sort of be up there in the top moments of my life ever. I doubt I'll ever achieve anything quite as spectacular as that night. Beyonce was overwhelmed with the beauty of the Crazy Frog. My mom cried forever. (laughs) And I did too. 20 years on, we reflect on the legacy of that cheeky little frog. It was just a little bit crazy. He was an optimist. He was funny. 
He was witty. We will always remember you, Crazy Frog. Right on into that night. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Zach, on 131060, we're looking for the lowest phone battery in Australia. Low battery limbo. Yes, Dom, we've got onto the tropical island. We have our grass skirts on. We have our flower necklaces. Yep. And it's time to find the lowest battery in the country. Uh, Can you pass a coconut over, by the way? You got a spare one? Yep. I'll just put an umbrella in it. Oh, beautiful. Thank you so much, mate. Uh, Here's how it's going to work. We've got our bar. It's at 20%. If your phone battery is below that, under you go limbo style. Chelsea, step up to the bar. What's your phone percentage on? Chelsea. Yes, hello. Hello, Chelsea. Had a bit of drink tonight at the on the island already, but what's what's your, your phone battery on? Um, my phone's on nineteen. Nineteen. Chelsea, go on through. Under the bar, Chelsea. You're our first under. We got Sam in Victoria. Sam, what's your phone on? It's sitting on ten now. Ten percent. Oh. battery limbo. She's lowered that bar, Zach. Oh. This is crazy. This is going nuts. Robbie is in Sydney. Robbie, what do you want? What do I want? What do you what what percentage are you on, I'm Robbie? On Come on. Three, I'm on three. Three percent. Three, baby! Oh. That's how you play, Robbie. Under you go, Robbie. Emily in Melbourne, are you under three? Emily! Hi, how are you going, guys? Oh, come on, Emily, get in the spirit. We're on the island resort here. Come on. <laughs> What's your phone number, Emily? Emily? What do you got? Uh, I'm on a big 3%. 3 as well. 3%! Can, we go, Can we, we go lower? Can we go lower than 3? Oh, I don't know, Zach. That's a low bar. Zach is in Bendigo. What do you want, Zach? Me? Yeah, I'm on uh, 2%. 2%! 2%! I don't know if we're going to get lower than that, Under you go, Zach. Oh. <laughs> the bar doesn't go much lower. <laughs> Can you make a phone call under 2%? I'm not sure. We've got one more person mm. in the line for low battery limbo. Kyle's in Dabo. Kyle, what's your phone on? 2%. 2% as well. Still there. Still on 2%. 2%. Okay. <laughs> Should we wait for him or not? Uh, oh, I don't know. Depends. <laughs> Check again, Car. What do you got? I'm on one now. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> oh. Not often in limbo do you get two goes at it, but we got there with Kyle. The bar's all the way down the bottom. Uh, if we go in a lower, people are going to start hurting their backs. All right, well, everyone, that's a great round of limbo. Should we retreat to the surf club? I think so, Dom. And um, oh. coconuts all around. <laughs> This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Uh, Zach, I did something over the weekend that normally belongs in the realm of futuristic movies. What happened, Dom? I uh, went into a sensory deprivation tank. Now, I don't know if you know anything about these. Mm. Have you heard of these before? Sure. It's like a pod. Yeah. Uh, that's like half filled of water and yes. you lay in there. So this is, they're popping up a bit over Australia at the moment. I think they originated in Germany. From they're like, quite old. They're they? not futuristic at all. I remember oh. them being on The Simpsons like 15 <laughs> years ago. Well, the, the pod I got into looked futuristic. The okay. whole, you know, you got those white It was a little bit and... like a Matrix style yeah. of thing, was yeah. it? Yeah. Imagine... You know where they like birth. The new bodies. <laughs> what, the Neo- clones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's not a bad, bad comparison. So I went in there. I did it because a friend did it and kind of said it's not bad. And I had a, some free time on a Saturday afternoon and thought, why not? There's mm. one near me. So I went in. Now, the way it works is the water is uh, has a lot of salt in it. So you kind of float. Mm. You can't. F- you feel like you're floating on air almost because the water temperature. Mm. Uh, the lid lowers over you. It's pitch black. You can't feel your sense of touch. You can't see anything. What do you uh, mean you can't feel your sense of touch? Oh, as in like all the senses that distract you. So sight, uh, hearing things. What's that one called? Audio, I guess. Uh, touch. These uh, these senses are kind of numbed. That's the idea of it. And it's meant to help your brain work on a higher level. Mm. So in fact, the quote is that it helps you operate on a higher level of consciousness. Okay. 
And um, how did you find the experience? Well, what great, <laughs> what great things did you ponder? <laughs> well, the idea is that it relaxes you and, and I guess focuses you so much that you might come up with the theory of gravity, right? Mm. You got some world changing idea. Yeah. Do you think that's what Newton was doing? <laughs> do you reckon he was in one of those tanks? <laughs> They had them back then. It's good fun, but but I don't think I had the best go in it uh, because here's the issue. So do you know seawater is in the ocean is three point five percent salt. Mm. These tanks are forty percent salt, mm. right? Now, have you ever gotten seawater up your nose or in your eyes? Yes, many hurt, a time. Hurts a bit, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Imagine forty percent salt content getting in your nose. But up your how eyes. did it get up your nose? Aren't you meant to be lying on your back leisurely? <laughs> I was lying on my back leisurely when I had a bit of an itch under my nose. So I bring my hand up to scratch the itch. <laughs> and oh my gosh, the pain was unbelievable. So then I wrote... Oh, but what, what, what was unbelievable? Some of the salt water went up my nose. Oh, right. Okay. Right? And then I bring my hand up to try to, I guess, scratch my nose. And then some of the salt water, 40% salt water, goes in my eyes. So I am in excruciating pain and what's meant to be the height of relaxation at yeah. this stage. Then I try to, you know, get to my eye and some goes in my mouth and it's, oh, it's not a pleasant taste as well. No, because also there's not much water in there. No. And how many people have been in that water? <laughs> I think they clean it. They say they clean it uh, at least. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I, I had an hour in there. They give you an hour uh, of floating is what they call it uh, to try and regain your consciousness, I guess, get in touch with your, your deeper inner self. Yeah. And instead, I kind of just walked out of there after the hour with sore eyes and a sore nose, and it just felt like a bad trip to the beach. Yeah, what did that cost you? About 80 bucks. <laughs> Next time, we'll just go to the beach. <laughs> this is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. This is Collective Nouns Out of Context News. Making Out of Context News today, Emma Stone heard Nickelback's new album. Even thinking about it, it's giving me a weird feeling in my body and my mouth. It's just so gross to me to think about. Oh, I have a chill up my spine. I gotta get out of here. Also, celebrity chef Pete Evans revealed how people normally react after eating the food on MKR. A lot of people always mention that they feel like crap. They don't feel good. Could be for a day. It could be for three months. And Donald Trump spent the day in a grade two class. And I was a good student. I understand things. I comprehend very well. Okay? Better than, I think, almost anybody. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. It's getting harder and harder to know real technology from fake technology. Mm. That's why we do this. App or crap. The way this works is I'm going to pitch two apps at you. One is real, one is fake. Mm. You have to tell me which is which, Dom. You're getting so cocky with this. You think you can pick it every week. I've done, I've done pretty well. I've got almost 100% strike rate this year. These ones are so similar, mm. I think you're going to struggle to tell which is real, which is fake. Okay, what's the theme this week? Hmm. Location apps. Okay. They help you locate things. Okay. Is one of them Google Maps? Because I can tell you that one's real. Uh, no, not on this list. <laughs> Our first one is called Car Parker. And uh, oh, oh, already I can tell what this is, and it is genius if it's not real. So you know how at like big shopping centres, yes, and some of them now have those lights, yes, yeah. So this um, this app goes into those lights, you know, ties into them. Kind oh, of the thing, lights like that Wi-Fi. tell you where there's Sorry, a free spot. Yeah, or not. so like the green and red lights to tell you like where the free spots are. Yeah, right. This app ties in with that. Yep. And that uh, whatever system that works off. Yep. And it will tell you where the free car parks are when you enter the car park. So go to the northwest area, go to the south area, go to this car park. that's pretty good. I thought it was going to tell you where you parked your car. Because I know that's often a big issue for drivers is you're leaving the shop and you're like, where did I park? Yeah, that's good. You know what? Uh, Maybe I've just invented a good app out of this. No, this is finding uh, a car park. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Our next one is called Lou Locator. 
And the way this works is with public toilets, mm. they put sensors on the cubicle doors. Yes. And it can tell if it's open or shut. <laughs> if it's open, that means that the loo is available. And uh, you can see that on your phone. So you can see, you know, there's oh. a public toilet uh, a couple of blocks over and it has five cubicles available. If this is true, it is not smart. What? Don't put expensive technology in public toilets. No. It's going to get destroyed. It's not necessarily expensive. It's just a sensor. Um, they already have sensors in there. To, like, you put your hand underneath well, the blower. True. I really hope it's it's true because I, I haven't told you this. I really need the bathroom right now. So this would be very handy for me if this one exists. So Lou um, Locator and Car Parker, which is real, which is fake. Oh. Uh, uh, I think there'd be more of a need for Car Parker, so I'm going to say Car Park is the real one. Incorrect. Really? Yes, I made that one up, Dom. The real one is Lou Locator. I had to make that name up because they technically don't have a name for it yet, <laughs> but it's from Japan. Really? And I feel like the best technical things come from Japan. You know, all they need to do now is let you know what, uh, what toilets are clean. If they have a sense that they can tell you which public toilets are clean, that will be there. in like 2.0, <laughs> the next version of the app. <laughs> Uh, that is all we got time for on the show tonight. If you want to hear the whole thing back, uh, head to iTunes, search for Collecting Now, and you can download the podcast there. Until tomorrow night at 11 o'clock, that's us out. Bye. That's all from Collective Noun. Grab podcasts and videos online on Facebook at Collective Noun Comedy.